Hello, welcome back to another week of the DP World Tour. Skylar Hoke here, Tom Jacobs, my friend. You enjoyed a heck of a Sunday on the uh, soccer pitch, right? Soccer pitch, Wembley. You yep. were there. Congrats on your squad um, for a big victory on Sunday. I'm not the biggest soccer follower. I've been figuring out a little bit through following you, and it seems like a big deal. It, I, I always find it really hard to compare it to an American sport because I can't just say it's it's like the Chargers winning the Super Bowl because it it isn't because we haven't actually won anything yet. It, but it it's it feels like that to me. Like it, yeah. we haven't been to the Premier League for 23 years. Uh, very very exciting. Just to clarify for people that may think that I was on the soccer pitch actually playing, um, you only ever see me kind of sitting down. If you saw me standing up, you'd realise I wasn't athletic enough to do that. Uh, if you saw me playing soccer, you'd realise I definitely can't do that either. So, um, and despite all that, I'm not even good at golf. So, generally speaking, I can talk about sports. Uh, actually performing them, not so much. Um, but it sounds like I might have been more successful than Ryan Fox on Sunday. I'm not kidding you when I say that's the worst golf beat I think I've ever had in, in my life, but potentially like betting as a whole. I mean, he had to bend. I mean, Josh Perry tweeted that, that he was minus 5,000 at one point. So you're on the 18th hole. It's a par five and you're three up and Perez has three, three to go. I, it, it's over, you know, it, it's, it's over hundred percent over you, you par, you're fine. You, you bogey. You're fine. And he doubles after hitting into the drink, not being able to get up and down. But the, the, the just the most tilting thing was the fact that Perez hit a 17, a 30, and a 40-footer in four playoff holes. So it, Ryan Fox definitely luck boxed. The only thing that doesn't make me like not show up today is the fact that Fox – also had a stretch where he went 40 footer chip and he go like another 40. I mean, wasn't, so like it wasn't, happened to everybody. Wasn't he like six under for the day before that double? I think he'd made like yeah. four birdies and an eagle maybe. Like, yeah, for sure. It was, it was everything. He made, he yeah. made it all. And, and everybody had looks all, all day. Like, so, and, and met, I mean, Maroc saved one from the water and made it like, it was a wild short game. Like yeah. Sunday. So it just happened at the worst time in the playoff to, to be against. But I mean, it it was over, man. I think I, I think the worst there. thing maybe as well is that we were on Victor Perez the week before. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, just just to rub just to rub salt in the wounds. I mean, I'll be completely honest, guy. I had I had completely forgotten you bat Ryan Fox um, because I was just immersed in what I was doing. So um, you it's know, I, that way. Let's all forget it. it. Yeah, it, it was probably best. I mean, you didn't really want me messaging you condolences on Sunday. It would have been the worst. So, and they, you know, by the time I was drunk, it wouldn't have been worth it. But, you know, the, the other was... thing, though, I mean, did everyone else see what happened on Sunday? No one really. Uh, I maybe got one tag. Like Guido Migliazzi finished tenth last week, folks. He was in the group with Ryan Fox. We we've got we've got some things to talk about on that because uh, yeah yeah I, I think I might be ready to check into rehab with you. Oh yeah, I'm full blown, man. After the I mean, you had the Fox tilt into this. I mean, it is. <laughs> jamming on guido this week so uh with that being said let's uh let's talk let's talk um one of the i guess to me one of my favorite weeks uh, uh, on the dp world tour year in and year out porsche european open many many refer to it as just the european open um over at the green eagle golf course um 
I think we've had a lot of strong duels that we've seen in, in the time that, you know, I've been following closely on the DP World Tour. Um, you know, you've had winners of this event, I feel like, outside of Richard McAvoy, um, have been just like absolute flushers who don't putt, which is like exactly what we bet every single week. So it's like, okay, you get Paul Casey, you get Armitage to get his first win. You know, you get Jordan Smith Smith. over the line (laughs) here. So like you have a recipe that opens up the floodgates for exactly who we look to bet week in and week out. Yeah. And I think, I think the, the interesting thing as well, one, I think Richard McAvoy sounds like a film character. I can't remember which film it is. He sounds like, but he definitely does. Um, But also when you look, you've got, from you know, he started at Green Eagle in 2017. You've had a playoff between Jordan Smith, Alex Levy, one stroke victory for Richard McAvoy, one stroke victory for Paul Casey, two stroke victory for Marcus Armstrong. But that was actually a 54 hole event last year, yep. and he just blitzed it with a 65, right? I think it was. So, you know, is it generally a pretty close run thing? Uh, 14 under is the best score we've seen eight under last last year went with just the three rounds. So, I think we're kind of looking at early teens for for the the winning score this week. But you, you get some strange characters up there. I mean, you have got Paul Casey beating Rob McIntyre in 2019, but Bernard Ritthammer was there. Um, you had Marcus Armitage beating Thomas Dietrich last year, but you had Darius Van Drill there. Uh, in yep. second place, 2018, Richard McAvoy winning is is surprising enough on his own. And then you've got Christopher Blomstrand and Alan John in runner-up place. Um, really, that is was kind the of, year Bryson like shot. A it was didn't didn't shake his hand, did he? Uh, nope. I think yep, was I the, about that was the thing. Um, yeah, yeah, if people need a reason not to like Bryson anymore, that that's probably one of them. Um, by the way, I like him, but you know, it's it's one of those things. It, it, it's an interesting golf course. I don't remember it very well. My memory is like on those little fish that you see rolling around the circus. But it's, uh, yeah, I, I think it's a pretty challenging test and the winning scores kind of dictate that as well. Yeah. If I had to, they used to have a, mer- I guess not used to. A lot of PGA guys used to come play this event because yeah. they probably got a good good amount. Like I would kill for Zal Torres to tee it up here. And just like, this is a course that you can see him getting like a big victory at like that's that's who i'm gonna be building a car around it's like that that much. yeah yeah and i mean i think paul casey used to turn up here because he used to get given a porsche every year so that's quite nice yeah um <laughs> but uh yeah i mean it, it's a pretty decent event and actually the field's not too bad when you consider who's at the top yep absolutely so i think with that being said we can we can really just go dig into the odds and i'm going to kick it off um with talking about the audio format before we even get into the odds you know i like to wait till deeper down the car but let's pump uh daily fantasy sports picks and bets the mix you can find that on all of your different audio formats if you prefer to listen to us via podcast um you know you can pop us in the car drive in the morning now of course we're coming out tuesday the day after the holiday so a little bit short turnaround um, with a thursday start for us but yes please rate review subscribe goes a really long way uh for us all here at mayo media network um so top of the board if we look at it so um, there's a clear standalone on the odds. Um, and I don't know if I want to say why I think it might be why he's coming over here, but maybe Tommy Fleetwood could be getting a gear up for a, a golf tournament happening uh, in the UK potentially yeah, next I, week. I, I think you're probably right. I think that's a pretty fair assessment to make. Uh, that won't make Tommy Fleetwood fans happy, but you know, we don't, we don't know that we don't have any knowledge. Um, mm-hmm. 
Pretty but clear I would favorite. say if you looked at the Americans that might be teeing it up in the Asian tour event over there, you know, you might see like a, a little Peter Uline or a Turk Pettit over there. It's just odd to be on the Asian tour. So, uh, but back to the odds here. So, yeah, Tommy's a clear standalone 10, 11 to 1 over here. Did he make any kind of appeal to you? Like, because we saw last week that Matt Wallace just kind of turned bad form around on the PJ tour to really good performance last week and it was like he's dropped in class that's going to happen and Tommy Fleet was actually been playing really solidly um I I didn't 12 to 1 I just can't do it I, I can't watch the guy putt but you know I, I was interested to see how like it will make a massive change in how we view Tommy Fleet with this season if he gets a win where he's expected to I think yeah I, I there's just a hard rule we can't bet him this no. this low like you know even like in the 20s I think we got to stop ourselves um at, at most events with him but yeah I bet him last week you know, on, on the PGA tour and, and thought, you know, he made a lot of sense. I mean, he was so good um, at the PGA championship. So yeah, I just, I, I'm not there, but I mean, clearly we know when we get to the next step, like he definitely is above, above, you know, the Maroc's, I mean, Smith, Smith, 25 to one Rasmus 25. I mean, Bob 25 as well, I guess the one, and I'll start my card here. Like, I don't know why all of those guys are in the twenties and Audrey Arnaz is 33 to one. Like it just doesn't add up to me. He was obviously over the line, got his victory three starts ago, comes back out with a poor start after that. I mean, he's been pretty decent all year. And then he's a lights out the PGA championship. You know, he sniffed top 10 on the weekend. You know, he, he basically is the reason I bet Ryan Fox last week is exactly why I'm betting Adrianas this week. So if I experience that heartbreak once more, I need a I need a vacation. Yeah, well, you just want as well, haven't you? I, I so, need yeah, yeah. Um, Anas, so I think it's it's really impressive what he's done. He's finally kind of got that win that he was very very much deserved for a long period of time. Um, playing the ball, you know, playing nicely, like you said, backed it up with the PJ Championship, sort of good stretch there. Whether we're concerned about back-to-back miscuts here or not I don't know I guess it's just what you see that being he's a different player now but he's, he's had like he shot an 82 last year I think he shot an 82 both years 82 79 so just Maybe slightly concerned 33 to 1 is is it the is it the water there's like water in 17 holes here it, I don't it know could be. but I think I think also that's a very easy way that people just discount people when I've I've tried to get out of that in the sense of you see course for miscut, miscut, and you know, maybe it's just experience of seeing the courses enough and you know, actually playing well. I mean, he was top 10 T to green at, at the PGA Championship. I mean, so he does his, his finish, you know, he finishes 30th while losing, you know, three strokes on the greens because he got the two under early Saturday. You know, I mean, that's what the playoff was five, you know, like. To, to say like him and Fox, like we talked about before, like really weren't that far out of a, a breakthrough. Um, I mean, there's a lot, a lot of golf to play after that, but I mean, to, to me, it's just, I'll take that risk at 33 to one with a golfer now, especially because he has that first one. If he was still seeking it out, I would probably think a little bit harder, but uh, he might just be playing a little bit more relaxed. Yeah. I think, I think he's probably better. And I think, like he's he's more relaxed. He's, he's obviously playing better, which is huge. I think you know it's not a golf course that is impossible to turn the form around just because you've had miscuts in the past doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have it in the future. And he's just a better player than than he's probably being great credit for. So 
Whereas before, he always seemed a little bit short. He might be on the big side this time around. Yep. So um, that's where I'll start. And, and after that, um, I, I get a little bit deeper personally um, for me. I, I know there's another golfer, I guess, depending on where you're kind of shopping. I'll, I'll let you talk. Um, I'll let you talk Thomas Dietrich um, here before I go in a little spiel about my next pick. Yeah, so Thomas Dietrich, he's not, he's not in the form that I would kind of hope, but as I just sort of said about Adrian House, years of kind of thinking he was too short a price. I now think he's actually getting too big. Uh, kind of 50 to 1 is available here. I think you can get sort of 40 to 1 some places as well. So it depends where you're obviously shopping. But, you know, he, he missed a cut of the Dutch last week, but that was on the number. Um, T to green, he was 38th on day one, 20th on day two, and he gained over two strokes in approaching round two, which makes me just think that he could just be hitting his irons a little bit better coming into this week. And you'd look at the fact he was second at this golf course last year. We don't know what would have happened if there was an extra day. He was second in the BMW International Open as well. So that's two second place finishes in Germany. And he's played here three times, finished 37th, 13th, second. So really and truly, if he's going to break through, this looks like the kind of place he's going to do it. Um, and, and I really will take the chance on that happening when we've looked at the people that, you know, Ryan Fox has gone on a really good run. Adrian Aus has obviously got that breakthrough victory. Like he is in that kind of mold of players. Adrian Moronk's going to break through some point. So when you look at Jordan Smith winning here in the past, I think that's a good pathway for Dietrich getting his first win. Yeah. Um, he, he feels a tough one to, to nail, but when you get to this odds, I guess, on any of these guys, I think it's, it's more or less a, a numbers game than, you know, trying that's to, all I it guess, was for me really yeah more than i'm trying to to nail the winner at 33s i think you know you're you're knowing that he's better than than what he is and i i think for me the, the golfer that i'm betting in this range that i didn't anticipate being i don't because there's just nothing in the stretch of form outside of the underlying numbers and I guess maybe I think there could be a little bit of a renaissance year as the new Ryder Cup captain. If I had to just think about flushers, think about irons, think about those playing from the fairway and just hitting, you know, it's a longer course, just hitting those long irons to, to a, a stop where you can take advantage of. And I guess he was here, you know, at shorter odds last year. And what I would say probably worse form was Henrik Stenson. And, I mean, you just dig into the way he's been playing. So, I mean, last time we saw him, I believe the last two times we saw him, miscut, miscut. Both of those events, though, were all because of the short game was not there. So not playing the weekend of the PGA Championship, but he gained over two strokes per round approach. Not playing the weekend of the Byron Nelson, but he gained over three strokes total in approaching those two rounds. Actually, I, I looked into his Zurich Classic when he finished 14th. Um, his individual rounds were very, very strong, led by the the uh, ball striking there. I mean, he he hasn't lost strokes with his irons since the Honda Classic, and he's missed a bunch of cuts in the middle there. So we just know that game is still kind of happening. 55s, you could argue, just feels odd in, in some ways for him because you'd think it could be longer. I just don't know if they would ever price Henrik Stenson much longer than that right now. Um, but of course, is that they're going to play? I think this could be the one. Two-time winner of the BMW International Open as well in uh, in Germany, which is always a positive thing to see. Don't know necessarily the courses overlap that much, but obviously, I I kind of like that location form. And uh, like you, I noticed the kind of iron play is really strong. I think 
probably end up we talk about Tommy Fleetwood probably another guy that's coming over to maybe go and play on the tour that may not be named uh either that or he's checking out some Ryder Cup talent we don't know he was in Italy just a week like last week yeah you would really like man that would be a twist if he teed it up there as a Ryder Cup captain I think he'll be playing because there was all this kind of commotion that he wasn't going to be able to accept the Ryder Cup captaincy if he took you know took the pledge and played in the in the live tour stuff but there was never he never came out and went against it. So I, I feel like he could be. Um, I, I, I can't imagine there's Ryder Cup implications for the, for the Euro Tour guys doing it already because there's already some decent ones. Right. So but, I think I think the only thing that he could be coming to do is come and see kind of the fringe guys like Arnaus, yeah. McIntyre, Dietrich or whatever. But, you know, he knows what Fleetwood's all about. He doesn't need to come and see him. So I do think he could be just warming himself up for that live tour. But, you know, his irons were really good. He played really well when he dropped down into this kind of level uh, at the end of the last year, didn't he? He kind of had that really strong run of results. And, uh, yeah, as I say, the iron play is really good. I, I think the number is a little bit short, but it's, you know, it's factored into Henrik Stenson and the fact that if he does get into contention, he's probably really reliable. Yeah, I, it was just more like the research is, is leading me to him. If it was a blind resume, I'm betting this guy. And, yeah. you know, you just kind of added the pedigree with it. So I guess that that would be where I think we land next. So we have a trio of golfers we're, we're both on in this range. And not just you and I. I think literally any person that has a Twitter that says, I like golf, has bet all three of these golfers. Is Do we need to go one by one? Well, we are because of the Italian. But can we – so we have Sean Crocker yep. first off. And I don't know if you mind editing last week so you can just crop or, like, cut exactly what we spent 12 and a half minutes talking about last week. And yeah, just, just inject it in. in here yeah. and say, okay, Sean Crocker, that is why we bet him. You know, but uh, wait, yeah, just uh, 30 just, seconds on him. Yeah, we'll just add on the fact that he was, you know, he qualified for the US Open. We said he was there at the time. Um, obviously, got that done really well. Irons are super hot. And, uh, you know, we don't need much encouragement to play Sean Crocker. Finished 11th here last year. Had another round to go. May have uh, climbed up the leaderboard as well. So, dangerous player when he's in that kind of form. And he's his odds, this is coming out on Tuesday, have been cut drastically. He opened up triple digits. <laughs> if you didn't grab it Monday morning, 60 to 1. And some of these guys, it's just like I'm not going to miss that, and I'll I'll put the extra money on it at sixty to one. I don't I don't I didn't care what his odds were, unless uh, they were like, you know, twenty twenties. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Sean Crocker was on the card. Okay, so that's one. So then we'll talk um, Schneider next. Marcel oh. Schneider, right? Yes, Marcel Good. Schneider. Yeah, he's Marcel Schneider. got miscut thirteenth, miscut seventh, fourth. But the miscut, the British Master was on the number. Uh, and he shot a 68 after opening with a 77. Top seven the last two weeks in straight gain approach, fifth and 11th in tee to green in that time. And he was seventh on his debut here last year as well. Obviously, he's playing with a name like Marshall Schneider. He's playing in his home country. Uh, you know, you're not going to get many players that are finishing seventh and fourth. And again, he was another guy who opened up triple digits. Um, 13th, seventh and fourth in three of his last four starts. He's pretty impressive um, and could break through here. Yeah. 70 to one. There is the deepest odds we have in the state still with that. I'm taking it. There was no doubt in mind. That's a bet for us. Um, and then the one and only the magic Guido, 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 Guido. He's still nineties. They're still giving us 
Bet365 is just doing these things to all of us in the industry where they just leave the odds for the people that are betting a little bit longer. Give you the boost. You know, they know. They know, but we're going to take that money for them. We'll we'll take the 90 to 1 a little bit deeper. Um, Tom, so you bet Guido. So this this is taken serious in this segment now. Tell us why you're on Guido. Yeah, so look, he was seventh on debut here. I think it was in 2018, 2019 maybe. Uh, He was third through 36 holes as well. He gained strokes in three of his last four rounds, three of his four rounds last week. He was 18th on day one, 25th on day two, and third on day three. And then he just lost six strokes on approach on Sunday. Um, did you see any of that? Was it was that just over aggressiveness? Yeah. So, so I watched pretty much. I would say almost all of his round, or at least tracked it. And I think I'd attribute to over aggressiveness. He yeah. he wasn't great driving, and it put himself in a couple. There was a lot of. If you tracked it all last week, native area was everywhere. You hit a little bit offline, you're in the native area. So sometimes you would get a really good lie. Sometimes it would be tough to play it out. And he wouldn't stop from going from the greens on some of them. I think he had like four or five water balls on, yeah. on Sunday. I, I, so, think he's, I think he's just a guy that's really used to contending, right? When he gets into yeah. the hunt. And I think he just... Instead of settling for the fact he was sort of going to finish inside the top ten, he wants to go for that win. And when you're a little bit rusty in contention, and your you know your irons are slightly off water around you, uh, can get messy. So I'm just going to take the positives from the fact that he was really good for three rounds, um, and you know just look at you know it looks like he's been coming back for a little while now. We've been talking about it. You've also been talking about it for 37 months, but you know it's his first top ten since last August. And as soon as that happens for someone like Guido, you, you stand up and take notice. Yep. And and it's very interesting to see him play that way on Sunday and, and makes betting him outright even more enticing because him and, and Sean Crocker too, like I feel like we're further into the year than we really are. We're only halfway through the season. Yep. There is a lot of events left. But if the season was to be over right now, these guys on the outside looking in, they're going back to Q school. They do not have status right now. They are outside the top 125 and really honestly, not that close. Like they would need to string together a couple more finishes that event for Guido. And then the top 10 for Crocker, that's like two of their only like qualifying events that they have the entire year of points. You don't get them for like made cuts, but not like decent finishes. So a win gives you a status for a couple of years. Guido's obviously running out of that. So I think these guys, like, it is big-time career-changing type of things when you can lock up status at least for, for a little bit of time. And, of course, U.S. Open's right around the corner, man. I mean, you give me you give me a little bit more life out of Guido. He's, he's ready top, for a top numbers. five back-to-back. Back. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I think – And, and I, think, I think the thing with someone like Crocker as well, you talk about playing for status, like – how tempted would he be if he lost his card to just try go down the corn ferry route and, and qualify for that? And that can mess with your career, right? And I'm not saying he, oh, yeah. he's not capable of doing it. He very much is. But it felt like he was on a really good path and trajectory on the DP World Tour last year. And you hope that he kind of gets back in sat and can work his way into starts on the PJ Tour as opposed to trying to fight his way for qualification. That's my a little bit of one of my fears with the, the DP World Tour right now is we've had so many regulars for you know a couple of years since we've been doing this that it feels 
like there can be a major shakeup and who's going to be the field, especially with the live. If they're going to take out yeah. some of these, these golfers, then like, what are, what kind of fields are we looking at a year, year from now? Um, I in, think in some of these events, I kind of spoke on this in the podcast and we haven't really got time to go into it today, but that I think it's almost on the way out. If they don't, if they don't find a way to build this alliance with the PJ tour and, you know, they've got one event this year where they're boosting it with a PJ tour field, Scottish Open. Like that's not enough. Like, you know, they need more. They need more sponsors. They need and it's the schedule. It's the way they do it. Like we had like three or four weeks ago where we didn't talk and you know, three or four weeks of withdrawal since there was no greedo. That puts us off and you know, even we become disinterested. So imagine what these other guys that just watch it every now and then get into. So um with Tommy Fleet with potentially off to live tour, that's one real starlet that they've relied on for three or four years. McIntyre's already tried to go to the Corn Ferry. I don't know if he quite goes to live. I think he likes his home, but you know, yeah. it's it, there's there's certainly some concerns there. Yeah, it's uh, and I'm 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 not against like bad fields. I'm not against you know digging through, and that's from a punting perspective, from, yeah, from yeah. a handicapping. If you want to grow the game and grow interest that yeah the recipe that you're you know i i agree with you but we'll have to save the conversation yeah for yeah for not when we're we're digging into triple digits and we're about to you know buy a new house here with some of the skies <laughs> that we got so for for me um continuing on board we each have one left uh, i guess i got two i got a uh, a popular long shot i guess but the first one uh for me here still available as of this morning was like ah, i guess he's down to the 80s now it was 110 this morning but J.C. Ritchie, J.C. Ritchie um, came off 25th at Dutch Open. You bet him in Sudal after he had a top 10 at the yeah. British Masters. Um, so I just zoomed out a little bit on J.C. Ritchie's year. He's 20th in strokes gained approach. I just never – he's a bigger guy. He's somebody that I always thought was overpowering with the driver. Like somebody, And now that we've gotten like a decent sample of um, his overall game, I, I do think his irons are not appreciated or at least given credit in his game more than it is. He is a long driver too, but um, it's, it's spectacular iron play every single time he's, he's come out. Um, Dutch open was pretty decent there. And so this is interesting and, and I'll bring it up on the long shot too. So the challenge de España that was played in the challenge tour two events ago. Also bar not having enough time for the conversation. If you think the DP World Tour is getting crazy, the Challenger Tour is wild right now. They're having 500 to one winners, like guys that have barely any starts is coming out with victories. It is crazy there right now. But the Challenger España had a three-stroke wave difference in that event. He was in the bad wave, finished 13th. So, you know, you just have to credit that a little bit differently. So I think that was enough for me seeing he's still in okay form to decent last week was good with the irons again, add to it 80 to one triple digits, what you can get. I like JC Richard. We know he's a winner. And that's, and when he was 64th in the Sadao open, when I was on him, he was 15th going into round three. He shot yeah. 80 on Saturday. No idea, literally no idea where it came from. So the fact he's backed up with 13th, like you just said, was actually probably better than 13th and a 24th place finish last week. I think he's uh, to be respected. Yep, 100%. Um, so in my opinion, your next selection is the single most accurate driver in the entire world. I think Ashley Chester, you could give him that one-yard fairway challenge, he'd probably hit it 
in like two shots. Yeah, the reason he's not on there is because it would be a short video, right? Um, but he's played here four times, one missed cut, and he's gone eighth, ninth, and 18th. And it just feels like if Ashley Chester is ever going to win anywhere, it'll probably be somewhere like this. Uh, it's a long time since he broke through at the Open in 2015, where he was 12th. Um, but, you know, I, I think that he looks like he's you know in decent form. Uh, he gained over two strokes in the first round and nearly two again in round four last week. He's been top uh, 11 in two of his last five starts in tee screen as well. So just looks like he's in really good, you know, really good solid form of his ball striking. As you point to, it's pretty hard for him to gain strokes in terms of distance off the tee, but accuracy is really, really good. Um, and this could just be a really good golf course for him. And it appears that way in the history. Yeah. And it's a longer course, but it doesn't play to that. It doesn't degree. play long. It doesn't, yeah. you know, it's, it's funny because, you know, and me and Brad said the same thing, what you were going to say there, and sorry to cut you off, but like, it it looks like it should be a bomber's paradise and it just isn't. Like, Armitage isn't a big hitter. Richard McAvoy certainly isn't a big hitter. Jordan Smith is decently long, but that's not what he relies on. Schwab, not a long hitter. Molinari, Southgate, like, Southgate, I suppose, is probably a big hitter, but like, it, generally speaking, it's more accuracy over distance on this golf course. And I think, especially with the water in play, is something to focus on. Yep. Yep. 100%. Um, so we'll figure out, let's see here, one final selection. I'm not going to lie. I didn't go back, but I'm, I'm like 99% sure I bet this guy this event last year because uh, Nick Bacham, the Brad was it, right back. It would him. certainly fit your mold if you did back him. Uh, the only difference is that everybody. Maybe uh, I'm, that's how I'm going to pronounce his last name, Bacham. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Yeah. back him, back him. Yeah. Yeah. So Um, I'm back him, back him. I'm back in on back him this week. Okay. (laughs) Running it back. And this was interesting to me because I've, the only reason I knew who this guy is is because our friend Bradley Todd. And I think Brad made me bet him last year. It's the only thing that makes sense. I would never do something like this. Um, I wouldn't ever bet a guy with two, two wins on the pro golf tour, you know, leading into a DP world tour event, you know, um, that he was, you know, top hundred as an amateur leading up. But what was interesting about Backham this year is his He's finishes. Yeah. Are on the challenge tour. Yeah. That, so uh, until digging into the research I, and I haven't really bet challenge tour this year, didn't realize he had, he had upped. I know, I think it cause his, uh, order of merit from the pro golf tour might've got him status, but his strong finishes this year are, are beyond the challenge tour third, 11th, fifth, last three times out. Um, and if you look, the 11th was challenge de España made me do that research. Finding JC Ritchie was also in the bad way back him was also as well. So that 11th place finish was the second best score um, of the people in his wave. So you could arguably say, I don't know, top five there. So then that's a third, fifth, and fifth, you know, his last three events. Um, He played this event before. Tom, you're going to tell me what he shot. It's probably, I would take the over on 79 and a half um, in his first round score, if I remember things correctly, but uh, he's he's like four hundred to one, man. That's we we can do a lot with him. Let me tell you what score he was. So no, you 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 bet the under. He was seventy six in round one, but he did Ooh. shoot seventy nine in round two. So still the okay, under. Double so, under. Double um, under. You know it, that's pretty impressive. I think he missed a cut by seven shots or whatever. Oh, but least, yeah. so did Adrian else. Just not. To, this is not okay. Yeah. This is going to sound really bad. <laughs> but, 
So did Adrianos. So did Henrik Stenson. <laughs> okay. So we're, we're, we are at the same course. So okay. So, you, so your card at the matter. moment is is Arnaus Stenson. So Stenson shot 77-77. Backham okay. 76-79. Arnaus 73-82. Okay. I, I like either they had to have the best course history, like we don't Crocker, or the worst, no in between. Man, I don't want, I don't want the T four. If it, if it gives you any positives, Raphael Jacqueline was on the same sort of score last year. So was Ross Fisher. Um, don't make me add any more to the card. Tom. Sorry, <laughs> Oliver Wilson was there, Oliver Wilson was there two seventy five. Oh gosh, yeah, uh, and he's got strokes gained not on the forest this week. He's not on the forest guy as well. Oh, so okay. Um, no, look, it, it, in jest, right, I think that Beckham, he's been very, very popular this week, and I think he's actually a different player than he was when he played here last year. So, yep. uh, whereas you could have the concerns over the more established guys, I think someone going third, 11th and 5th on the Challenge Tour, we've seen it already, like Hedy Duplessis, um, you know, Oliver Becker, people just stepping up from the Challenge Tour and going straight in, Ricardo Gouvier, like, it's going well, so why not? Yep, 100%, 100%. All right, we've hit hard stop here time. Um, let's review the card here and we're going to, we're hitting winners. It takes a lot to show up here with enthusiasm after what happened last Sunday, Tom. That was heart wrenching. I I couldn't wait, but you know, I was completely numb to it or I was, I was out in different places, but uh, look, I am going to be backing Thomas Dietrich at 40 or 50 to one, depending on where you can shop. Uh, I'm going to be a Marshall Schneider at 60, 70 to one, Sean Crocker at 60, 80 to one. Uh, Guido Migliozzi 90 to 1, they're still hanging for us. Ashley Chesters, I think you still can get the 125 to 1. And I do like your Nick Backham, I think he's worth backing. Yeah, Backham is always worth backing, baby. Okay, Adrian Us 33 to 1. Um, and then we'll be going Henrik Stenson, longest odds still for Stenson 55. Um, he mentioned Crocker 60 to 1. Uh, Marcel Schneider 70 to 1. Guido Migliozzi. 90 to 1, JC Ritchie 80 to 1. Um, and then we'll be closing out with Nick Bacham. Uh, I think he's still 400 here in the States. We'll definitely get ourselves uh, with a little top 10. Yeah, we got 300 here on DraftKings. So, um, yeah, we'll get ourselves a top 10, 20 um, with him and excited for another week. I mean, we got, we got our stretch run here, Tom. I mean, me and you like the Scandinavian mix open. Next week's going to be, I think it's a fun one to preview. Um, so, you know, we're leading up into a couple majors here, but let's, let's have a week. Let's hit a winner. I need it. I, my heart yeah, buddy. I, I think, I think you deserve one. Uh, the, the show certainly deserves one. And, uh, hopefully we, we bring the entertainment if we don't bring the winners. Amen. Amen to that. Good luck to everyone this week. And we'll talk to you next.